straight jamming. What to do, everybody? This is the Truth Experience, the podcast that inspires you to identify truth and encounter God. You know me, I'm Alec. Sean is still in quarantine over there on the screen. What up, bro? 100% COVID life. Dude, I'm so bored. Like, <laughs> I beat like a whole video game by myself yesterday. So that's been my life. Oh, my goodness. And we are joined today, very special guest, Pastor Tony Monto. What up, bro? What's up, everybody? How's it going? Good. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, of course. Really appreciate it. We are really excited for today. Um, just quick, real quick, if you guys have any questions that you want to ask us, maybe from this podcast, maybe from just life as you're reading the Bible or whatever you can always email them at youth at cclasvegas.org, youth at cclasvegas.org. We really want to answer your questions, so make sure to throw them over there. Um, today's going to be really fun. Uh, we are going to be talking about, I think, a topic that everyone um, is really interested in, I would say, because that I think that a lot of people struggle with this type of sin. Uh, and we're going to be talking about sexual sin and the struggle of that. That sound good with everybody? Sounds good. Sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. <laughs> Not really, but um, yeah. But you know, we just really wanted to um, come on this podcast with you, Pastor Tony, and just talk about the struggle because uh, you know it's really easy to say to people, you know, all right, just stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, that's that's kind of like you know, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty narrow minded because I think it's a lot deeper yeah. than that. This is a struggle that you know. I mean, we can go into. Into statistics, a lot of people do that. I'm not really into that. I don't feel like that does a lot. But the reality is that, like, the majority of young people, whether you're in high school or a young adult, are struggling in some type of way with the temptation of sexual sin. So we just want to talk about some myths that are, you know, are, you know, that are surrounding in that subject. You know, how do we get out? All of that type of stuff. You know, I know Sean has some has some good questions that he br wants to bring and, and just having an honest discussion about like, what is the process of dealing with it? What is sexual sin? And then also, how do we get out of it? I think we want to spend the majority of this podcast talking awesome. about. So, you know, I'll let you go first, Sean. But, um, you know, what when, when we were talking about this subject, what came to your mind for, you know, as a question that was brought up? I think a lot of times when we think of sexual sin, we just think of sex, you know, just in a broad spectrum. But I just want to get your guys' opinion. What is sexual sin other than just sex, you know, with another person? What, how would you define that? Yeah, for sure. I think like, uh, you know, we're excited to talk about it. And I think people are excited to hear um, this, uh, this topic and what we're talking about and discussing, but they don't want to say it because it is, I think, a sin that is the most secretive sin mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. people to struggle with. Yeah. And uh, because it's taboo, it's, um, it's something that people don't like discussing, mm -hmm. don't like talking about. They don't really want to uh, let anybody know that they're struggling with it, even though so many people struggle with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, it's one of those sins that uh, doesn't seem like it does. It doesn't affect anybody but yourself, and so it doesn't seem that big of a deal. I can handle this. I can do this on my own. I can. I can. Uh, you know, I'm strong enough for for all of this, and it doesn't really hurt anybody else. So I don't. I don't need to talk to anybody about it because really, it's it's just it's just my thing. And, uh, um, and I think that, um, that's the scary place to be in is when Satan is, is, um, and the enemy is, is, uh, he is distracting you with that lie. 
that lie that is, yeah. um, you, you can do this on your own. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about this. It's not that big of a deal. It's not hurting anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you can deal with it later, deal with it tomorrow. One more time is not going to really, mm-hmm. you know, hurt you and things like that. And so, um, it's a really dangerous, um, cycle to be in. And, uh, and I think it's one of those things that is, is ensnaring so many people, especially young people in this time, because, uh, it's so accessible, um, without any other eyes, without anybody yeah. knowing anything. And so, um, I think, you know, sexual sin is really dis- defined by, uh, by Christ, um, in, um, in the new Testament, you know, um, in the old Testament, it was really clear that the lines were really clear and drawn that you weren't supposed to, you know, have sex before marriage. The, the, um, lines were really, cr- uh, were, were really clear not to cross into, um, you know, sleeping with somebody, um, that wasn't, you know, um, a part of your own tribe and your own nation and all of these kind of things don't cross cultural lines and all of these kind of, th- kind of things. Um, but then what Jesus did in the sermon on the Mount and, uh, in Matthew five, six and seven, when, when, uh, Jesus speaking to the disciples on uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, he kind of classifies um, what where it really begins, and he says that even if you think of somebody mm-hmm. in a lustful way, even if you think of somebody in a way that you're lusting after somebody, you have committed sexual immorality in your own heart and in your own mind, and uh, so it's not just the physical act. Sexual sin really begins in your heart and in your mind. Are you thinking in those ways, um, not just acting those things, but even um, harboring those thoughts and even thinking about those those kind of things and and uh, and so really that sexual sin starts within the heart and within the mind it's it's thinking lustfully and uh, and then where it manifests itself is to act act upon those those thoughts mm-hmm. and to act upon those those desires and so um, it's anything outside of what the will of God is and the will of mm-hmm. God is it is a beautiful thing sex is a beautiful thing sex in and of itself is not the the sin it's not um, sex in and of itself is not sin um, it it is is um, within the confines of, of God's will and purpose for your life. Um, when it's outside of that, that's when it becomes sin. Inside of that, um, uh, of God's will, is with your wife, with your husband. Um, when, once you have, uh, you know, um, gotten married and with your wife, with your husband, it becomes something that God has gifted to to His people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What when someone. I don't know, like how many times, you know, I know that you've been, you know, in this position as a pastor for quite some time, you know, when someone comes to you and is struggling, you know, what are like the first things that you have to work through with that person? You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I don't know, like, is there certain, uh, certain walls that you have to break? Are there certain myths that are like, you know, this is what you're thinking and this is what's not true. Cause I, I really liked what you just said that, you know, obviously sexual immorality is not just the sexual act of having sex with somebody outside of marriage. It's also what you think, what you watch and what you're dwelling on your desires. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, that removes all of the, um, you know, the, the argument to be made. It was, oh, well, I didn't have sex, you know, well, it doesn't really matter. Like your, if your desire is there, you've now sinned. Thank you you know, to, to the, the summer on the Mount. Right. So we understand that when someone comes to you with a struggle, you know, they come to you asking, you know, like, you know, I need help. I'm struggling, whether it be with pornography or with, you know, their boyfriend, a girlfriend or whatever, you know, what are things that you have that you want to walk through with them right in the beginning? Like, what are you looking for to understand how to get them out of that? Obviously it's not you, but the power of the Holy spirit, but what are, what are you looking for in that? 
Yeah, for sure. I think uh, um, really it's it's kind of uh, what what is what is the initial struggle. So, what are you struggling with? Is it with pornography? Is it with sexual sin? Is it with other different things that kind of encompass all of that? Um, what are you struggling with the most? And let's work backwards because that in and of itself is not where it begins. So, pornography is not where the struggle begins. Mm. Having sex yeah. with your girl or having sex with your boyfriend is not uh, where it begins. Masturbating or any of those kind of things are not. It's not where it begins. And that's that is really the manifestation of what's really going on in, inside of your heart. Um, really, all of those things start with something, and mm. that something is lust. And uh, and so when I'm working this out with people, um, really, it's trying to figure out where is that gateway opened, where is where are those triggers, mm. um, and where are you allowing that compromise in your life that's leading you to that, and uh, and developing a game plan for that, and and figuring out, man, what is um, it. it it's kind of like with drugs, there's a, there's really gateway drugs, right? It's not mm-hmm. just like, um, you're not just all of a sudden doing Coke or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's not just starting with that. There's a gateway to get there. First, yeah. it was maybe a cigarette and then it got further and further and further. And, uh, and it's the same thing. What is the gateway? Where are the compromises beginning? And, uh, because it all starts with lust. Lust really is where the sin, um, first enters into mm-hmm. your, into your life. And then it just starts to, um, you know, cycle from there and starts to, um, you know, spin out of control from there. And, uh, and so really it's, it's kind of, what is the struggle? Let's work backwards mm-hmm. and figure out what are the triggers. It might be as simple as music might be a trigger. It yeah. might just mm-hmm. be the music you're listening to is triggering those kind of thoughts of, of thinking and saying that about women or about men. Um, or maybe it's, um, uh, a movie that you're watching yeah. or a TV show that you're watching a podcast mm-hmm. that you're listening to. Not this one, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but uh, it might be something where um, it is triggering those thoughts to now to you're stumbling over over those thoughts and over those pictures in your mind. Your mind is really dangerous mm-hmm. place to, to, to be in. It might be a specific time of night where, you know, you're you're Googling, you're doing your homework or you're doing something and and uh, um, you're on Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or something. And uh, it gets past a certain time of night. And that's when the struggle starts to begin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and really identifying those triggers and identifying those gateways wow. is really the the best way to fight against it. Wow, that's powerful. Times that's of really night. Good. Oh my goodness. That's like I mean I don't want to get too personal, but like when I dealt with this stuff, I always looked at it like if if we're on one side of the fence and that's being godly, and the other side of the fence is sinful. I feel like a lot of people, and I did this, you want to kind of get closer to the fence or like, ooh, you know, I'm going to walk on top of the fence. You know, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. You know, and I think for youth listening today, they may not be thinking of like hooking up with a girl, but it's social media, it's pornography, it's so easily yeah. accessible. Um, your friend retweets something, your friend puts something on mm. Instagram, you see something on a TV show you like that usually is not a bad TV show, but there's just that little, little switch, you know? Yeah. So, like, my question for you guys how do we deal with that now? Because if we look in biblical times, a lot of young people would say, oh, it was easier back then. Like you got to leave the house. You got to actually find somebody yeah. to do the sexual sin with. Now it's all on our, our, our phones, our tablets, you mm. know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just gonna throw uh, my answer real quick. Just, you know, just kind of bouncing off what pastor Tony said, you know, I was, I said this in a message I just preached, um, 
you know, a couple of Sundays ago, you know, I've had people come to me and say, you know, I'm struggling with this. Right. And then for some reason or another, I look on who they're following on Instagram or on mm -hmm. Pinterest, you know, in the name of, you know, being creatively inspired or in the name of following like workout brands or whatever, you know, I look at what they're following and I have to shut the phone off. Cause it's like, dude, like, how do you, how you say, you know, like I'm trying my best and like, you know, I don't know what happens. I'm just overcome by this. But then you're like, look at like what pops up on your feed and you're like, there's no possible way there's not, you're not in, uh, you know, like there's nothing, those thoughts don't enter when that happens, you know, even if you are trying to get creatively inspired for your artwork or if you, you know, really like this workout, you know, these clothing, the stuff that they post, you're like, how, how could you, how could you not fall is my question, you know what I mean? So to answer Sean's question, like I would just, you really have to like write back to the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus says to cut off your arm and pluck out your eye. He's not saying that, do that actually, but you know, the arm and the eye are the two uh, instruments that are used most in sexual sin, right? Like, you know, broadly speaking, right? Like it's it, in his point was remove anything that leads you there, remove anything that leads you there. And I think that, yeah, we, you know, have an opportunity and a, and a calling now as Christians that are living in this time to be able to cut off things, you know, to be able to cut off our phones, to be able to cut off, you know, if, if it's a certain time at night, you know, making sure that you're asleep before that, or, you know, if it's a certain friend or a certain, um, you know, if it's using Snapchat for, you know, like we want to look at how Snapchat was made and that's a whole different topic on a, on a podcast, you know, remove the Snapchat account. You know, you, we have to be able to do those things to remove that, you know, it's not good enough to say, I'm not going to go outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think that, um, with, with, uh, with all of these kind of things, um, really it is a matter of your heart and, uh, um, and I think that um, even with, with what Christ was saying, um, you know, what he's saying there is to, to violently, um, violently attack um, those mm. things. When he says to, um, you know, remove your eye or remove your arm, it wasn't specifically speaking, uh, you know, it wasn't literally speaking, yeah. excuse me. Um, but um, really the spiritual application there is do whatever it takes. Mm. Do whatever yeah. it takes, and uh, and the the problem is is in our time right now we're so desensitized to um, all these things, especially yeah. living in Las Vegas and billboards everywhere and things like that. Especially having the internet, and uh, um, really we've come so desensitized to um, to what is beautiful mm -hmm. and what is um, you know how God wants us to portray beauty and display beauty even in artwork, and uh, and we forget even uh, um, what Scripture tells us of like. Um, for, for women, you know, the, the world and what the internet wants to tell you is to, to take pictures of yourself provocatively or mm. to post those kind of things, or that's yeah. what draws men or whatever, you know, and, and scripture is so clear. And even in first Peter, where it talks about that, um, uh, in first Peter chapter three, it talks about how, um, uh, for women, it's the modesty that is what is, um, beautiful to, to, uh, to a guy, because yeah. as you protect yourself and as you protect who you are, you're able to give that, you know, to to your spouse one day and guys it's it's the same thing it's protecting even even for guys it may be guys it's more visual of wanting to look at it but even what they're displaying and what they're uh you know portraying as art or as beautiful or as you know whatever it is um you know it's it's a uh, protecting
protecting that self uh, or protecting yourself from from mm. that and and uh, um, and we come become so desensitized to um, well they they're still fully clothed it's not that big of a deal um, mm. but again uh, that that lust and that sexual immorality starts within your heart so even looking at somebody um, fully clothed can 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 lead yeah. into the the you know into ways that you don't want want to go and uh, and so it's it's really guarding your heart and your mind from that and uh, and what are your what are you putting into your mind what are you putting into your heart what are you looking at and all those kind of things and what are you allowing other people to see and allowing other mm. people to look at and put into their hearts and minds and so um, you know try to be as uh, and I know it's it's uh, you know it seems uncool to be modest and things like that but I'm telling you um, you know I was talking to a friend of mine the other day where uh, um, I was I was telling them that you only have so many pieces of your heart to give yeah. and uh, mm. you it's so many people give those pieces away on the internet um, mm. to anybody that the people that they don't even know just for a like or just for a comment mm. or just for um, sharing their picture or whatever and they give away pieces of their heart or they give mm. away pieces of who they are and uh, um, or they give it away to their um, boyfriend or girlfriend that maybe they don't end up being with mm. um, you know for the rest of their life and they're giving those pieces away and it's hard to get those things back and uh, and so it's it's being mindful of what you're giving away. Dang, that's powerful. You're giving away that's pieces really of your heart on the internet. That's crazy because that, you know, that just speaks so much to, you know, everything that we see. Like you just just posting, you know, girls or boys posting pictures. And it's like you're giving it away. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. It blew my mind. Um, real quick, before we move on to the next section, I just got one question for for you guys. Is it possible for a Christian to be addicted to sexual sin? Is that a possibility as a Christian who's living with the Holy Spirit in his or her life to be addicted to sexual sin. Um, I would, I would love to hear what Tony says, but I believe yes, yeah. Like I think, and Tony's like the um, the smart one when it comes to like the science and stuff with us, and he listens to all those podcasts. But <laughs> I know when you look at like if you're looking at a provocative picture on Twitter or whatever it may be, it's releasing that endorphin in your brain, you know. And a lot of this is you're craving that feeling of seeing those pictures. You know, it may not even be a sensual thing. And I think a lot of times us as Christians or us who are stuck in these things, I should say, we get addicted to that mm. and we're craving that feeling, craving that chemical endorphin that's released that we also get from like drugs and that type of thing. I would say as a Christian, you shouldn't be addicted yeah. to sexual sin. Can you be? Yes, but I don't think you should be. I think that that's what what uh what Christ died for is so that you don't have to be living in addiction mm. to in in an addiction to anything. Mm. Um, because I think you can be addicted to to anything and any addiction to anything. It could be um sexual immorality, but it, you could be addicted to your phone more than you are to the Lord. You could be addicted yeah. to um yeah. drugs or to alcohol or to um greed and money or to affirmation, whatever it is, whatever you are are seeking out more than the Lord can become an addiction and can can uh, feel like a uh, like a high and um, and really uh, I think that Christians do struggle with this addiction because they're so afraid to share it and so mm. yes I do think that you can be a Christian and struggle with it but I would say um, you don't want to live there you don't want to live in the addiction you don't want to live in that gray area of can I still be a Christian and struggle don't don't struggle be a Christian and, and <laughs> yeah. be a Christian and don't don't be addicted to these yeah. things you know I there's a scripture um, 
uh, this is a New Living Translation, not not New King James. I just like the the way that this is translated in First Corinthians chapter six, in verse eighteen. It says, "Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body." Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. I just love that that translation. It really conveys that it's not just um, you know something that you're doing to your body, but you're harming your temple. You're harming something. Yeah. You you're not just harming other people. And I think that the fallacy is that it's only to yourself. But you're going to rob um, that from your wife, from your kids, from your um, you know from your church or whatever it is that pe- your friends and family around you, from your own dreams and aspirations, and and the time that you spend on on something like that when you could be spending it on your dreams and aspirations and and on uh, you know what you actually love doing and uh, um, and I think the the um, exhortation here is God bought you with a high price you don't have to live yeah. in your addiction and so um, can you be a Christian I think so I think everybody can struggle with something um, but you don't have to you don't have mm. to do that because God bought you with a price and he paid for that already and so mm. um, he took upon that addiction for you so that you don't have to live with it super powerful for really sure. Good. Just to um, start closing up, I like me and you are both youth youth leaders, Alec, and I don't know about you, but when I'm in the group with the boys and we talk about this stuff, you know, all of them really struggle with this. You know, mm-hmm. if you're 16, 17, somewhere around that age, you probably struggle with this. So just to like kind of close, what's practical steps? If someone's listening right now and they're saying, okay, I know not to do it. I know I, I'm with you guys. These are the reasons not to do it. What's step one? How should I start yeah. moving out of this? Because like we said, it is an addiction and it could be so hard just to be like, oh, one more time, it's not bad. And then you look and it's been a year or two. Mm. So what do you guys think? Well, I think too, um, uh, just to kind of add to your question too, it's not just, uh, I think that a lot of the the guys, they may be more vocal about it, um, but this mm. is, um, there's so many women that are struggling with this sin as well. And it, it, what Satan tries to lie to you about is that, man, you're so weird if you're struggling with this. Only guys are supposed to struggle with this. So why would you be struggling with this too? But so many women and so many girls struggle with this sin as well. And so this is for both of you. It's not just for guys, it's yeah. for girls as well yeah. that are that are struggling with this. First and foremost, I would say, um, as hard as it is, if you can be, if you are able to share it with a leader or share it with somebody that you know is going to, I, I hesitate saying a friend because you don't want it to just be to a friend and it and it, uh, you know, d- nothing really happens from there. Amen. I'm talking about somebody that is going to help you um, have victory in your life and help you. Uh, and so it might be a friend. It might be someone that that you are, are really close with that is really going to help you conquer it and have victory in your life. But um, I don't really think that it, it's uh, it's wise to do it on your own um, yeah. because one, it, it, there's accountability when you can share it with somebody and now you're trying to battle with it together, but that person can help you and things like that. So I would say 
if you can uh, share it with with somebody um, and uh, share it with a leader or with a pastor or with a, a pastor's wife or whatever you know where, wherever God leads you for something something like that a safe place that is going to be someone that is uh, going to help you become victorious if you're a girl share it with a girl if you're a guy share it with a guy because that's going to really hurt you in the end if you don't if you do it the other way for real. Um, but then I would say first thing to do is identify what's triggering it. Identify those things. Don't don't just work on um, stopping, you know, watching porn or something like that. Don't just work on stopping having sex or or masturbating or whatever it is. Don't just stop doing that because there's a there's a deeper rooted issue there, and the root of the whole thing is lust. And so figure out where where lust is getting mm. in and attack that first. If you can attack that first, it's going to help with masturbation and with pornography and with sleeping um, with with somebody uh, outside of marriage. So attack first the lust, uh, the lust of the eyes and the lust of, of your uh, of your flesh. And um, and once you attack those things, it's going to close that gate mm. um, for anything else. So that could be, again, the time of night, the, um, you know, uh, uh, having your own, maybe it's the isolation in your own room and being on the computer or on your phone in your own room and, and with your door closed closed or something like that. Um, it could be a, a TV show or music or something that is just triggering those thoughts. And, and it, it, you, you know it because all of a sudden it just gets into your head and, uh, and into your heart and identify those things and start you know, hacking away at those things, <laughs> like like Christ is saying, to to cut off those things. Start cutting off the time of night. I'm not going to look at my phone after nine, or I'm not going to look at my phone or on my computer past, uh, you know, when when my door is closed. I'm only going to do it around my family, around uh, you know, my friends or something like that. So attack those things first, and it's going to help you with the with the the deeper things and the greater things. Really, really good. The only thing I yeah, it was amazing. The only thing I would add to that too, just something that I've noticed, like so. I don't, this might be a really bad illustration, so so just deal with it. But um, <laughs> if there's a spider in your house, like the you know, there's nothing around you that you're not going to sacrifice to kill that spider, right? I don't care if it's your nicest shoes. I mean, maybe not the Air Force ones, but like, but if it's you know whatever it is, you're just gonna you're gonna destroy that spider. And that's kind of like the only thing that I like that I think has stopped you know, I stopped so one of the things that have stopped so many people from, from dealing with this issue is they're not willing to give up things in their life that trigger, like you just said, you know what I mean? Like, um, they're not willing to give up Instagram or they're not willing to give up, you know, uh, Pinterest, or they're not willing to give up that girlfriend or boyfriend or, or whatever. They're not willing to get up, like you said, give up, like you said earlier, um, you know, posting that picture cause they want the likes, you know, or whatever the case is, just be willing in the power of Jesus Christ to give up anything to fix that issue. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever's triggering it, be willing to do it, you know, just because like, if you hold on to anything, the devil has his foot in, you know, he already has his foot in, so you have to remove everything out of it. But if you don't, man, it's just like, you know, how many stories in the Bible of like when, when, you know, the children of Israel didn't get rid of everything or they didn't remove all the idols or there was something left over and like how sin was still there. It was still lurking. And there was no way to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Unless you just are willing in the power of Jesus Christ to say, I will get rid of anything I have to, to stop these triggers from happening. You yeah. know, I would say too, um, as well, like, uh, uh I want to just 
define something uh, real quick too is um, the temptation of it is not the sin. It's what you do with that temptation. Mm -hmm. And so each and every one of us is going to be tempted and we're tempted every day. And I want to let you know that this this sin as well as other sins um, is never really going to go away. This temptation is going to, it's a battle every single day. And so the, the, the battle starts at the beginning of the day and it ends at the, at the end of the day when you go to sleep. It is a constant battle. And so waking up, going to bed with that thought of, I'm going to fight. I'm not going to take time off of this fight. I'm going to fight every single day. And things will get easier as, as God strengthens you and as God you know um, uh, builds that character within you. But, um, but it, is a, it is a battle. It doesn't just magically go away. Way. I, a friend of mine used to tell me all the time that temptation is never goodbye. It's always see you later. Mm. And so really your this temptation is going to come. It's not it is not a sin when it comes. It's what you do with that temptation. And the Bible is, is so clear, Second Corinthians chapter 10, where it says that Christ has provided a way out of you're never going to be tempted beyond what you can bear. You're never yeah. going to be tempted too much where you're like, I can't handle this. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to do this. You can uh you can handle every temptation that comes your way. Way because God provides a way out, and it's through His Son Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, the temptations are going to come. It's what you do with that temptation, where when it actually becomes sin or not. And so, if you can captivate it and get it out of your life, and to move on from it, and to to pursue Christ from it, um, you know, God's going to um, give you victory in your mm. life. So That's good, so good. Just one thing I want to add on really quickly. Um, one thing that like helped for me and I've had this little book for like, gosh, probably like eight years now. Um, prayers. I mean, actually scriptures that are prayers, you know, and anytime I, that thought came in my mind, cause a lot of times you could, you could take everything out, but you still have some of those thoughts in your mind mm-hmm. that you want out, but they're still there mm-hmm. when it came just read one of the scriptures, find those scriptures that will work for you. I would just say literally like resist the devil and he will flee go on with my day, you know, so good. and just using the sword of the spirit to kind of get rid of that. But I, I love what Tony says. I think I told Alec this once I heard a pastor who was like 85 years old and he said, I still deal with lust and I still deal with pride. Yeah. You know, it's never <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of scary, but you know, it's life. I said Second Corinthians ten. I meant First Corinthians ten thirteen is the is the scripture reference of of that you won't be tempted beyond what mm. you can bear. That that God will provide a way out for you. So Check. good. Fact checkers, good stuff. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I really enjoyed this podcast, Pastor Tony. Thank you for being here with us. Definitely, yeah. some great, you know, just wisdom uh, for all of us, you know, and I think. That's a key also. This is for all of us because, like you said, like you both said, it's not over today. You know, you you live today, you fight today, and then you get up and you fight tomorrow. And that's the rest of our lives here. So um, praise God that he gives us the power to do it. We really appreciate everybody listening in. Make sure to share this episode with your friends. Um, you know, if you send it to them, don't say, hey, I'm sending this to you because I know you struggle. But if they do struggle, it's mm-hmm. a good, good opportunity for um, you to send this with them. Send this to them. Thank you so much for listening. See you all later. Peace. Later. <laughs>